Hey there, it's Trusty. And you know I love sitting at home, listening to good podcasts as much as I love going on adventures. And do I have a great one to recommend to all you smarty pants and smarty parents from the award-winning Go Kids Go team. It's called Snoop and Sniffy. What happens when Snoop, an experienced dog detective from London, gets sent to small-town Pflugerville to train clueless puppy Sniffy as an undercover agent? Mystery, adventure, and chaos! Seriously, the town of Pflugerville isn't Dolesville like Snoop expected, and he quickly realizes that he can't handle all the action without Sniffy by his side. Even when they're able to turn a blind eye to the alien superheroes and villains battling it out for control of Pflugerville, Snoop and Sniffy have their paws full solving wild and wacky mystery cases on Bark Street. Do you love to laugh? Do you love animals? Do you have the brightest mind since Sherlock Holmes? Then tag along. There are already eight seasons of hilarious canine crimes to solve. Search for Snoop and Sniffy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okie dokie. Is everybody in the car? Everyone's present and accounted for. Wait, where's Kevin? I'm right here, Mom. Did you bring snacks? I'm hungry. Yes. Are we there yet? We haven't left the driveway. Honey, have you seen my glasses? No. Mom, can you please pass me a snack? I can't. I'm holding the baby. (laughs) The dog's hogging the seat again. Just climb into the back, Kevin. Okay. Have you seen my comic books? (laughs) Ah, found my glasses. Off we go. Whoa, 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 excuse me, but isn't everyone forgetting something? Snacks, comic books, glasses, baby, Kevin? Nope, all good. No, no, not good. Bad, very bad. I beg your pardon, mister. Who are you, and how'd you get in our station wagon? I'm the trusty narrator, and you and your family are in serious danger. Honey, just start driving. We'll drop him off at the park. No, no, no driving yet. Smarty Pants, can you please tell this nice family what they need to do before driving a single inch? Just call it out. Yep, I heard most of you say it. You need to buckle your seatbelts. Oh, what's a seatbelt? Huh? You know, buckle up for safety, click it or ticket. Mom, what's this weird guy talking about? First of all, I'm not weird. And secondly, how do you not know what seatbelts are? Huh? It's not ringing any bells. They're they're the straps with the buckle. Look, they're right... Wait, where are they? Whoa, 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 this car doesn't have any seatbelts. No, but it does have AM, FM radio. Listen. Wait, what year is this? This guy's worse than I thought. Should we drive him to the hospital? It's 1952. What did you say your name was again, fella? I'm the trusty narrator. Uh, from the future. And we're at a time before cars had seatbelts. So how were seatbelts invented? When did they become something you find in all cars? And when did it become a law that you had to wear one? Who is this guy talking to? It's time for another whiff of history and science on... Who's smarted? Who's smarted? Who's smart? Is it you? Is it me? Is it science? Or history? 
Listen up, everyone. We make smarting lots of fun. But who's smarted? Putting your seatbelt on as soon as you get in the car is probably second nature by now. But believe it or not, there was a time before you were required to wear a seatbelt. In fact, there was a time before there even were seatbelts. If you're from the future, are there flying cars? No, cars are still on the road. Well, what about comic books? Are there superheroes in the future? <laughs> you have no idea. But let's get back to seatbelts. In the 70 years from where we are now, the world has learned a lot about safety. Namely, wearing seatbelts. Do you want to visit the future? Yes, but how? Easy. I'll narrate us there. Imagine a world, decades from now, where over 90% of American adults have access to a car. There's over 400 different varieties of cars when you consider type, make, and model. Big cars, tiny cars, super fast cars. Imagine car windows rolling down and doors locking automatically with the click of a button. There are even cars that run on electricity. But one thing all cars in the future have in common is seatbelts. Really? Really. Everyone wears seatbelts. And not just because they're installed in every car by law, but because people have learned that seatbelts keep you safe during a collision or a sudden stop. I take it the cars of the future are a lot faster and more dangerous. That's why seatbelts are needed, right? Actually, today's cars are way safer because they're built with safety features like anti-lock brakes, airbags, backup cameras, blind spot detectors, shatter-resistant glass, and headlights that shine in the direction you're turning. Wow, those sound pretty cool. Yep, but of all of those newfangled inventions, can you guess what keeps passengers safest? Say it with me, smarty pants. Seatbelts. Okay, but if seatbelts are so great, how come our car doesn't have any? Because for a long time, car manufacturers weren't required to include seatbelts in their vehicles, so they didn't. They didn't want their product to be perceived as dangerous. Seatbelts suggest you need protection. It took a real change of perspective for people to understand that no matter what kind of automobile you drive, car travel contains risks. But wearing a seatbelt reduces that risk. So what made people change their perspective? Well, it wasn't just one thing. In 1961, the first state in the United States made a law that required passengers sitting in the front seat to wear seatbelts. Can you guess which state and why? Was it A, Michigan, because of their snowy winter roads? B, Maine, because moose kept wandering onto the road and causing accidents. Or C, New York, because the state needed to keep tourists and locals safe in speedy taxicabs. If you guessed C, New York and its speedy taxi drivers, you're right. But at the time, just like our family here's car, not all automobiles even had seatbelts. So New York also became the first state to require all new cars be made with at least anchors for potential seatbelts. Then Wisconsin took it a step further, requiring that new cars be created with actual seatbelts. By 1966, all states had joined Wisconsin with similar laws, and in 1968, seatbelt installation in all new cars became a federal law. 
Of course, 1968 was an entire decade after seatbelts were invented, and even then, they were only being installed in front seats. Hey, what about us back here? We'll get to back seats, car seats, and kids in a minute. But first, you have to realize the seatbelt laws created in the 60s only required cars came with seatbelts. There were few laws about people actually needing to wear them. What's the point of having a seatbelt if you don't have to wear it? Exactly, Kevin. They needed to create a law to get people to wear them. But when? Imagine a decade of big hair, neon-colored clothes, music videos, and me in parachute pants. It's 1984, and once again, New York State leads the way in seatbelt safety by requiring front seat drivers and passengers to wear seatbelts. But even today, those laws vary state by state. Wait, if not every state requires seatbelts to be worn, why would people want to wear them? Well, to solve that problem, they brought in a couple of dummies. Is that a riddle? Yes, think about it, smarty pants. The answer, right after this quick break. Hi, Trusty here with a special message for all the parents and guardians listening. I know how important it is for your child to excel in every way possible, especially when it comes to education. Well, thanks to my friends at iXL, you don't have to go it alone. iXL is a personalized learning platform that's transforming the way children master everything from math to social studies. iXL's interactive courses and immediate feedback ensure learning is super engaging and accessible for every student, pre-K through 12th grade. Imagine that a tool that grows with your child, offering personalized recommendations based on their progress. And we know it works because we've used it ourselves. Adam Tex Davis, co-creator of Who Smarted, used iXL to help his daughter stay on top of her schoolwork and excel in her classes. Backed by research, students who use the iXL program are more likely to get higher test scores because iXL functions like a tutor. And whether your child needs help with homework, classwork, test prep, or is looking for a challenge, iXL has you covered, and all of that at an affordable rate. A one-month subscription to iXL costs less than what most tutors charge for an hour. And one subscription is good for every child in your household. Join the millions of parents who trust iXL and make an impact on your child's learning today. Oh, and who smarted listeners get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when you sign up now at iXL.com smarted. Visit iXL.com smarted to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. iXL Learning. Inspire. Excel. Learn more at iXL.com. Hey there, smarty moms, dads, adults, and anyone who loves great food but doesn't always have the time or energy to grocery shop, prep, and cook a big meal. Well, take it from me, the trusty narrator. I found the perfect solution to having delicious home-cooked meals without all the time and hassle. It's called Factor Meals. With Factor Meals, you can forget about all the shopping, chopping, or even washing dishes. That's because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals arrive at your door ready to heat and eat in just 
two minutes. That's right. With Factor, you and your family are always just two minutes away from chowing down on chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, delicious gourmet meals. From calorie smart to protein plus to vegetarian to keto options, Factor has six menus guaranteed to meet your wellness goals. And with over 35 meal choices and 60 add-ons weekly, your taste buds will never get bored. I personally started ordering Factor meals last month for those busy days when I want a tasty lunch or dinner that fills me up and crushes my nutrition goals, but I only have five minutes to cook it. And Factor 100% delivers on time, every time. So head on over to factormeals.com slash smarted50 and use code smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code SMARTED50 at factormeals.com slash SMARTED50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now back to Who's Smarted. Okay, smarty pants, can you think of a dummy that teaches people about car safety? It's not nice to call someone a dummy. That's right, Cindy Lou, but I'm not talking about a person. I'm talking about a crash test dummy. Uh, what? Crash test dummies are life-sized figures, kind of like mannequins, only they're designed to move, bend, and bounce just like a human would in a car crash. They first showed up in 1949, but they're still around today testing the effects of car accidents and seatbelts. During the mid-1980s, TV commercials featuring crash test dummies led the way in getting the public to start wearing seatbelts. Listen. Vince, get up. Safety belt test at nine. Hurry. Not another windshield taste test. Count me out. What? The old pro backing down from a motorhome? Nothing like that. I'm just tired of trying to convince people to wear safety belts. No one's listening. So how'd a bunch of talking dummies get people to wear seatbelts? I'll let my friend Smash explain. Welcome, Smash, the crash test dummy. Hi. Wow, these dummies are very lifelike. Hey, we are not dummies. Sorry, I saw people driving without seatbelts. I assumed you were doing a crash test. A crash test? A crash test is what me and my buddies do to figure out what would happen to a person in an accident if they were or weren't wearing a seatbelt. And the way to do that is to put us in a car and then crash it. Ow. So, what have crash tests shown? <laughs> a lot. Have you ever heard of kinetic energy and inertia? Kinetic energy is the force of an object in motion and that object's ability to make an impact, like a moving car crashing through a wooden fence. Inertia is a law of physics that says an object in motion will stay in motion unless it's stopped by an external force. You with me so far? I think so. Now, if you're driving fast down the road and then slam on the brakes, the car will stop going forward. But do you know what will continue going forward? Here's a hint. It's something inside the car. What do you think, Smarty Pants? What else is in motion inside a moving car? Did you say the passengers? <laughs> That's right. You can put brakes on your car, but you can't put brakes on the passengers. Their bodies will continue moving through space thanks to inertia. 
That's why you jolt forward when the car stops suddenly. Without anything to stop your body, you'll keep moving forward in the direction the car was going until you collide with another object. Hey, smarty pants. Next time you're in the car, look around. Or if you're listening in the car right now, take a look at what's in front of you that would stop your forward motion. If you're sitting in the back seat, it'd probably be the seat in front of you. But if you're in the front seat, it's, yikes, the windshield. If only there was something that could keep you from continuing to move forward. I know, a seatbelt. That's right. A three-point seatbelt is the perfect device to anchor your body to your seat. Three-point? Yep. When worn correctly, a seatbelt forms a triangle shape across your body. Whichever shoulder it's crossing and your hips make up the three points a seatbelt needs to hit to do its job. Two-point seatbelts, like the kind you wear on an airplane, don't control your torso and head as effectively, which is why seatbelts cross your body. But Smash, how does a seatbelt actually work? I'll show you while trusty narrator narrates. Smash, an experienced crash test dummy, enters a test car. She buckles her seatbelt across her chest and lap. She starts the car and drives. Faster, faster. Oh boy, she's headed right for a brick wall. Don't worry, folks, Smash is okay. Now, let's check the video footage of the crash. In particular, let's zoom in on the seatbelt mechanism. Just below Smash's seat, there's a spool that spins, allowing the seatbelt to be adjusted to a person's size or movement, and we call that wiggle room. As the test car hit the brick wall, Smash continued moving forward at the same rate of speed thanks to inertia. However, the spool feels the belt jerking against Smash and locks. No more spinning. The belt isn't budging. Instead of flying forward into the windshield, Smash remains in her seat. Smash, that was amazing. You're like a comic book superhero. Nah, I'm just doing my job. The real hero is the person who invented the seatbelt. Who is that? As far back as the late 1800s, two-point seatbelts were created and put to use. At first, for aircraft pilots and eventually for automobiles. But while they were an important step in the right direction, it's the three-point continuous strap seatbelt that stood the test of time and is still used today, 60-some years after its invention by Nils Bolin in 1958. But wait, what about the back seat? It's a common misconception that the back seat is safer. But let's be clear, seatbelts save lives. Your chance of safety is always better when you're strapped in. However, there's one person in this car that shouldn't wear a seatbelt. <gasps> Who? <laughs> it's better if I hold the baby? What? No, that's super dangerous. And it's crazy to think people used to drive like that. No. Shortly after the seatbelt was invented, a child safety device known as the car seat was born in 1962. <laughs> Just like seatbelts, the car seat also took time and several models to catch on. It wasn't until 1979 that Tennessee became the first state to require small children to ride in car seats as law. And it wasn't until 1985 that all states had similar laws. Here, I brought you a car seat. 
from the future. Thanks, but we won't be needing it. Really? Even after everything you learned about seatbelts and car seats? Oh no, we're not going on our road trip. We're not going anywhere until we have a car equipped with seatbelts. Everyone, back in the house! Let's have a snack and watch our new Zenith television. Yay! Sounds good to me. Wait, where's Kevin? A big shout out to Kari, Corbin, and Colton in Woodbridge, California, who love listening to Who Smarted, along with their entire superfan family. Well, there's nothing we love more than a family that smarts together. Thanks for listening. This episode, Seatbelts, was written by Jenna Hoban and voiced by Jenna Hoban. Adam Tex Davis, Jason Williams, the amazing Katie Lou Chastain as Cindy Lou, and Jerry Colbert. Technical direction and sound design by Josh Crash Tested Han. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios. Our associate producer is Max Carseat Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Buckle Up Suarez, with lyrics written and performed by Adam Tex Davis. Who Smarted was created and produced by Adam Tex-Savis and Jerry Colbert. This has been an Atomic Entertainment production. Buckle up.